Welcome to the Street Photography Magazine podcast. Priceless inspiration and advice for street photographers everywhere. Hi, and welcome to episode number 30 of the Street Photography Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Bob Patterson, and this is the place for inspiration and advice by street photographers for street photographers. I'm so glad you're taking some of your valuable time with us today, and I think you're really going to enjoy our guest. Today we're here to talk more about the Eyes on Main Street Festival, which takes place every year in Wilson, North Carolina. Our friend, photojournalist Keith Dannemiller, introduced me to the festival not long ago when he shared a project that he started as the artist-in-residence in Wilson back in December of 2017. Since then, I've been reading a lot about the festival, and I'm really amazed at what they're doing there. Eyes on Main Street is a large outdoor and indoor photography festival that features 100 photographs by 100 photographers over a 100-day period. Some of them are very prominent, people like Steve McCurry, Alex Webb, Martin Parr, John Feely, and Keith Dannemiller, while others are emerging photographers from around the world. I believe they said that there are about 38 countries represented. The festival takes place over 100 days, beginning April 21st and ending on July 29th, and I myself plan to visit there sometime in May. I can't wait to see it. I'll include a link to the festival in the show notes so that you can check it out for yourself. If you're not familiar with Wilson, North Carolina, it's a small town just off of Interstate 95 at Route 264, sort of in the northern part of North Carolina. And they also have an Amtrak station, which makes it convenient for anybody in the east. The exhibit was started by artistic director Jerome Perlingi, who teaches at the Columbia College in Chicago. Our guest today is Diana Bagnoli, who just finished her time in Wilson as the artist-in-residence for the month of February. Diana is a very creative freelance photographer from Turin, Italy. She's a photojournalist, environmental portrait photographer, who has photographed documentary projects around the world. As I said, she spent the month in February as the artist-in-residence, where she was able to photograph the city and the residents of Wilson from her own perspective. Because Diana was able to choose her own subject, she decided to focus her project on life around three different churches in Wilson that represent three different faiths and different ethnic groups. Diana said that she became very close to the people in the churches and in the community, and she made some very good friends there and was sorry to be leaving. In fact, I spoke to Diana on her last day in Wilson as she was packing to return to Italy the next day. So please take a few minutes and sit back and relax and listen to my conversation with Diana Bagnoli. Hello and welcome back. I'm Bob Patterson from Street Photography Magazine. And with me today is Diana Bagnoli. She is from uh, Torino, Italy. She's a freelance photographer, uh, very accomplished photojournalist, She's uh, won many prizes, particularly last year's uh, range, uh, 2017 Rangefinders Best Friends Contest. She does a whole lot of um, environmental portraits, which I think are some of the best I've seen. They're very creative. Hopefully she'll talk about some of that. Diana, welcome. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Bob. Thanks for having me here. And I forgot to mention the most important part is the reason we're talking 
is Diana is the resident artist this month. This is uh, we're talking in February, right at the end of February, for the uh, uh, windows on Main Street, Main Street in uh, Wilson, North Carolina. And if you recall, we spoke to Keith Dana Miller uh, a few weeks ago. He was uh, the resident artist in December. Now Diana is doing the same thing in February. So uh, she's there for an entire month, and I'm very interested in her perspective on photographing in a small town in the U.S. and just living there. But before we do that, Diana, why don't you give us a little bit of your background and uh, what you do as a freelance photographer? Yes. Um, well, actually, I started taking pictures quite young uh, with my mother's camera. It was an old Minolta, and I did have my projector in my mother's house in the basement. And uh, I used to spend my nights uh, uh, printing uh, analog pictures down there. Um, I really enjoyed it. And then I decided to start photography in Barcelona. I've been there like uh, three, three years studying. And then I started to work over there. I was working in a few different studios in town. So there is where really I, uh, how, where I learned to, to take pictures. And then after several years, um, moved by economical crisis, uh, I started, uh, I found a way to sell some of my first stories to Italian magazines. So that's why I came back to Italy. And uh, now I'm a touring-based photographer traveling very often. Uh, about my work, I'd say that's, um, that uh, what I love the most in, in the photography is to be, that give me, gives me the chance to be curious about the world and uh, to discover unexpected situation, to travel, to go far away, to, um, to report unreported uh, realities and spread them around. It's really what fascinates me the most about photography. And uh, I'm usually motivated about social issues, but, uh, um, but also like to know um, like unusual uh, uh, people or situation that are around me. Um, so I, I do documentary picture and I also do portraits and corporate events. Uh, I, I work in uh, whatever I can. I, I, what I love the most maybe is storytelling and uh, report uh, uh, daily people's life. And now you've been basically all around the world on projects. Uh, matter of fact, I encourage everybody to to visit uh, Diana's website, especially when you have some time to dig into it. I mean, you've been in Senegal, Ukraine, you photographed Burning Man several years ago here in the U.S., and Mexico, South America. When you do these projects, are you doing them for hire? Is somebody hiring you to do this, or... Do you go off and do it on your own and then find a market for the photographs? Uh, yeah, yes, the same. Or both. <laughs> uh, I, no, well, I moved. Uh, usually my assignments are mostly in Italy or in Europe. Uh, so when I, when I have uh, um, economical possibility, let's say, I take the chance to make a, um, a faraway trip in which I believe, in which I really, uh, I really will I really have the will to to know it. It's something that I really think, think 
a topic that's worthy to me to be told. So I, I move away and I go to look for the, that particular story. I used to prepare before, obviously, about the contacts, fixer, and uh, all the stuff. It's, it's very, usually I have a quite long preparation about it, and then I stay like one month, for example, in a place, exploring and going deeper in the story, and um, until I... I feel that I have the pictures that I need for to tell the, that story properly. Um, when uh, when I don't have money to travel, and then I tried, I find the way to to publish the story. Uh, we know that the editorial industry is uh, in a very sad moment uh, of uh, <laughs> of its life, uh, so it's not that easy. But uh, I used to and. Um, Hopefully, I will do it again for my new project. Uh, if not, if not, if I'm not working far away, I am. Um, I look around my own environment, um, stories uh, or people that uh, just catch my interest, uh, and um, I stay home basically, or I work for my usual uh, assignment uh, or corporates. Uh, also works. Right now, you're. You're away. You're away from home. You're in Wilson, North Carolina, and I have a number of questions about that. But uh, if you can tell us a little bit about why you're there and what this Windows on Main Street is all about and what you're doing there with your time, because you're there for an entire month. Yeah. Yeah, it's been amazing to be in uh, Eyes on Main Street uh, Festival. Uh, I ended here for um, in this amazing program thanks to Regina Monfort, that uh, besides being a photographer, she's also a very talented editor based in New York. And uh, she suggested me to participate uh, after I've seen some of uh, my pictures online, I think. Um, she's the one of the three curators of uh, Eyes on Main Street. And Isometric is, first of all, a festival, I think you know it, uh, that will, uh, will be held uh, in April. Uh, and uh, it's uh, a big uh, outdoor and indoor uh, photography exhibition uh, that every year really transforms the historic downtown into a huge gallery, working gallery. It's uh, pretty amazing. I'm sorry I will not be here in April. And then he has this artistic residence program that's... Uh, for, who, for what I'm, I'm here, and uh, that's giving the chance to different photographers from uh, all around the world, from all over the world, uh, to stay here in one month uh, and tell, the, tell about Wilson Society from their own uh, point of view. I'm curious to see the final result. I think that we, we will all do very different work about uh, in the same small place. And uh, yes, this month, this month uh, really went, uh, went away away so fast. I really would like to, to stay a little bit more. I enjoyed uh, a lot. I didn't, I was uh, surprised uh, about uh, about it because, about that, because uh, um, I, I didn't expect to I didn't know what to expect before coming here because even looking online I couldn't find any particular story that called my deep attention. Uh, but later, as soon as I arrived here, I realized that uh, this was much more interesting than what I was expecting. So, uh, so well, it's uh, first of all, it's a very small town, and uh, this makes 
everything very easy because everybody knew each other and so they knew me since the very beginning and there was uh, they were all very curious about uh, the foreign uh, the February photographer foreign in town so it was uh, easy to maybe it was known already before that I I knew them so it was uh, like funny situation um, and and then for eyes on main street itself opened me several doors because uh, um, the festival is very appreciated in town for its commitment to develop the uh, the downtown and also with children program and uh, the striking impact during the festival so everybody know it and appreciate it so uh, this helped me to enter sooner in the Wilson community and also what I did like it has been uh, the um, the freedom to express myself uh, to to take picture to to be one entire month thinking thinking just about the picture I was taking without uh, uh, any compromise or a uh, clients to please uh, and so it's been really a big chance to express myself and stay focused on uh, the picture I wanted to take. How did you decide what you want to focus on? I mean there's there's obviously a lot going on in the town and and, and what is your main focus of this project? Um, well it's a uh, what uh, surprised me the most here, uh, for different reasons, is uh, it has been the Bible Belt and the uh, huge uh, devotion of people have around here. Um, for two reasons, because one, it's because uh, the, there are the reason there weren't a lot of people in the street, maybe because the weather February, and uh, but also because downtown it's uh, really not very populated. Uh, that's why the historic on downtown uh, Wilson is working hard to make uh, uh, downtown uh, shine again. Uh, there are a lot of abandoned houses that have uh, that uh, uh, charming beauty of the abandoned place. It's also a nice uh, point of view to tell the city that one. Uh, well, anyway. It's not that populated. I couldn't find. A, uh, it was difficult to find people where people was gathering. So I found the churches where that are uh, that are the opposite. Always very full. Uh, as you know, I'm Italian, and uh, from uh, we are the country of the Catholic Church, and. Um, they are, but the, the main difference is that they are all uh, suddenly very empty and um, not populated at all. So I was very surprised to see how people is involved in the church's activity in uh, in Wilson. It's a uh, it's a huge impact because you see in a, in a very small town of fifty thousand people, uh, you can easily find uh, like around eighty churches uh, around just around the main street. Eighty, it's uh, I think they have they have around eighty churches. So it's uh, it's really um, striking, and uh, uh, so that's why I I started to enter in the. I decided to focus on three different churches that I was a representative of three different group of people, uh, Afro-American, Hispanic, and uh, uh, white people. Yes, I wasn't very focused on the kind of belief because they have a very uh, a lot of Christian, uh, uh, but I didn't know they didn't, they didn't exist so many. So 
huge, huge amount of Christian different uh, belief, um, but it was more interesting about different group of people. So we sp I had spent a lot of time with uh, uh, African American group, uh, um, a group in church, and the Hispanic one and the white people. So I like it uh, to stay in, in churches at the end, because uh, and that surprised me also because. Uh, I'm not used to it um, because I found uh, the whole society in it. Uh, like I found families, mothers, um, children, and friends. Uh, they are clo all close to each other, and they want to appear nice. They all dress up very well, and um, and also they 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 are happy <laughs> after they're praying. Uh, it was nice to see how they're faces was changing after the service and um, uh, and it was a and it was so quite uh, easy to to spend time with them uh, at the end. Well, during the service, it was difficult because it was a an intimate moment. It, it, this uh, took me a time, took me a while to uh, mm -hmm. to be accepted. But after the service, it was nice to see how they were uh, happy and welcoming, and um, also was very interesting to me to see how many differences they have from one church to another. So uh, while somebody was praying uh, uh, in a church, in, in, a, in, a, in a church, was praying until cry, uh, Really, they were crying uh, at the same moment, a uh, um, few meters away, there was maybe uh, another group of people singing loudly, uh, joyfully, and uh, praying God in a very different way. So this has been uh, interesting to me. And um, it also has been the key to, to enter in their in their houses because after that I met of the community they were they trusted me and so I've been invited in several uh, houses so yes this this has been mostly my focus uh, in these months most people I know come here from from Europe or from other parts of the world and they always want to go to New York yeah. and many people want to go to Disney World. And, and wherever, you know, maybe San Francisco, other other night, other cities, very few people go to what's really the, the real America, the heart of America, uh, small towns like where you are, even the city where I live in a big city, but we don't get a lot of visitors from outside the country. Um, and I just wonder, what are your impressions of being in a small U.S. town? What's it like for you? Yeah, uh, you're right, but I always have been in a bigger American city, and so it's really a totally different feeling. I was, uh, maybe I, I wasn't that curious uh, to to know, that it wasn't the first place I would have visited on the on the map of the world, but now that I've spent here one month, I really, I really am curious to know more about a, a small American city. It's really, it has been really interesting to me. What surprised me, the, the main difference from a huge city is that uh, um, people here is very welcoming and I never felt, I never felt alone actually. Um, maybe in a bigger city I did, but uh, here, um, like, uh, 
yes, really surprised me. What after churches, uh, what surprised me the most was the huge heart of uh, the people I've met. Uh, everybody was very welcoming and warm, and um, not just the people. The, the people that were involved in the program really made me feel like home and uh, helped me in whatever I could need. But also, it's uh, it's not just about as um, a main street. It's really um, a general feeling that I had uh, over here to be welcome and to be. Um, to, to stay home, I'd say. Um, people people seem uh, happy to, to see a foreign person and they were uh, very curious about me. Um, everybody knew I was, uh, I was uh, the foreign one and they did take care of me. So, for example, uh, for example, when uh, very often I found uh, a bag of apples and avocado hanging uh, at my door. Oh, uh, boy. Apparently, the neighbor was very concerned about my food supplies. <laughs> uh, it, was, uh, it was nice. Or for, after service, there was always somebody uh, hugging me and telling me uh, that he would pray for me. It was cute. It was uh, like loving. I felt home. Yeah, the South is very friendly. Yeah, it is. Yes, definitely. Yes, I've met new friends, actually. Well, let's talk about your work. We'll be, we'll be including some of your photos from, uh, uh, from the Wilson Project in, uh, in the article. But uh, there's some other things that you do that I'm curious about. Number one is you've got a section on your website called Animals Lover. And I know one of the mm-hmm. photos in there won the rangefinder contest, but it's photos of people and their pets, but it's not dogs and cats. It's people with goats and sheep and tarantulas and snails. And and the photos are absolutely amazing. I mean, what, what is that all about? Thank you. It's, um, the, it's about the relationship between uh, people and uh, unusual pets. Uh, so this this relationship that uh, became uh, a friendship, uh, a real friendship that uh, changed their life and became important in their daily life. Um, and every picture wants to tell a different word. So there is a little story in all of that. Uh, they are set up picture, but also like I always uh, had to have a kind of a preview of the picture because um, animals are so unpredictable uh, that uh, um, that it wasn't that easy to shoot. So, so I needed to to have a preview of the situation to know more or less what I wanted to shoot uh, or not, and uh, to try to get as close as I wanted. But really, has been. Um, like some situation has been more difficult than another. For example, the goose was very uh, trusty with uh, Nirvana, the, the the human friend. I mean, and uh, but uh, had um, but not with other people. So I really needed to stay a little bit far away from the scene. Uh, others like uh, pig, the pig or the lamb. Um, were really in need to be hugged and. Uh, stay close to uh, to their friend, let's say, because uh, they were babies and they were uh, they have been saved from um, from intensive farm from uh, animal SOS um, uh, organization. That's a non-profit organization. It's also a sanctuary uh, in which uh, animal can live in freedom and. Um, 
So and birds, for example, yesterday I took picture uh, to a beautiful bird. Uh, it's been difficult because uh, he wanted to, well, because uh, when he decided to fly, I was like, I could took picture for just few minutes then he decided to fly away and he stayed very <laughs> far away uh, for uh, like uh, one hour or more and I was waiting <laughs> for here to do when he could decide to come back when he decided to come back I had the chance to take the picture like uh, three more minutes and then uh, that's it so it's uh, it has been like preview but also unpredictable situation in that uh, work it's been uh, fun. I love animals. I, o- I also found a lot of uh, uh, places, sad places that I, re- that I decided not to take picture of. It's been, uh, I always have to uh, pay attention to, to take picture of a um, situation in which animals were in freedom and a happy, happy environment. It always amazes me, people who photograph animals or photograph pets, because you must have to be extremely patient because obviously they don't stand still and they don't listen and not always looking the way you want them to look. I would imagine it takes a long time to do a photo session with somebody in their yeah, pet Yeah, but it's, it's the same, uh, yes, it's the same to walking in the street and uh, to wait for the right moment uh, that uh, in which uh, all the all the elements of the picture fit together in uh, in a good composition. You know, it's like the same uh, the same feeling to wait for the right moment. Anybody who's listened to this, make sure you go and look at this the animal lovers uh, gallery, and then another gallery that I, I I'm really fascinated with. This is a project I know you've been working on for a while about shamans. Yeah. in uh, South America and I guess Mexico too, right? Yes, it's a, it's a very, for me it's interesting and I was fascinated about the war. I wanted to know more so I decided to travel far away to know it. It's always like, um, it's always challenging because uh, it's an unreported uh, topic and I, there is always one moment uh, during my trip that uh, when I when I do unreported topic that I think uh, oh gosh if uh, if it's unreported maybe there is a reason but uh, I also think that if uh, was interesting to me there would be more people interested and actually uh, there is a lot of people writing me to. Uh, uh, asking me where they could find those uh, wonderful shamans I've met. And uh, yeah, this is more documentary work and and um, it's uh, still in progress because I, after Peru I went to Mexico and then uh, I will probably uh, travel again to finish the, the whole story. And um, and uh, I was very curious about those traditional healer that uh, um, spiritual healer, traditional healer. First of all, because I live in a very wonderful environment, so this allowed me to to see, to travel in the Andes, and stay in a very uh, in very wild and uh, unexpected uh, landscapes. Um, but also was curious about, for example, in Mexico, was curious about uh, how native healers work, uh, because in very in many isolated communities that are far away from the main cities, they don't have they don't even have a hospital. So, um, so they used to go to a native healer that. Uh, 
most of the time succeed in a um, non definitely non scientific uh, um, non scientific tools. So. Um, uh, so it's been interesting. Uh, shamanism is, uh, is uh, like a mix uh, of uh, indigenous culture and uh, Christianity. The Christianity after their conquests, after they're being colonized. Uh, so there, there is an interesting mix of uh, um, nature, um, nature figures and uh, holy Christian figures. So. so it's a very spiritual. It's about spirituality and uh, history. Yeah, the the photos are amazing. Thank you. I talk to a lot of photographers, professionals, amateurs, many people who read our magazine, and they would love to live the life that you're living, to be able to travel to places around the world and to be able to photograph. And you're you're very fortunate. Everybody can do it. It's uh, um, as I told you. Nobody sent me most of the time. I, I will be. I will have an assignment in Budapest uh, uh, and Berlin next month, for example. But uh, it's just uh, Europe and normal situation. To do something more exotic is always myself, me pushing myself uh, to to go far away and uh, to discover a story that uh, um, in which you believe. Um, and do it good, and then uh, try to sell it. Uh, it's not easy, uh, but uh, it's what uh, most people, uh, it's uh, how people do it. No, it's not easy. Many of us like to travel, go to new places, and photograph while we're there. I mean, what one piece of advice would you give to somebody who finds themselves in a city for several days or maybe a couple of weeks, and they and they want to be able to capture something of their own interest in that city to tell tell their own story. What would be the one thing you would recommend they do? For me, um, if we can say that a picture needs to speak by itself, is uh, perfect. Um, but uh, I would also say that uh, it has to fit in a bigger context, in a bigger body of work. So mm. I feel that uh, it's important to take uh, good pictures, but uh, also to make them fit in something um, bigger. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's less easy, but uh, for me, the, uh, the, um, the aim uh, it would be to, to find uh, uh, to find a story, not just uh, the picture. So to to stay focused on uh, a bigger uh, uh, topic that could be whatever. Uh, actually, to really, it's uh, maybe you find one picture that uh, that amazes you, and then follow on the same path. Because at the end, when you see different pictures that have uh, a ferrouge between them, it's much more interesting. That makes uh, and to me, it makes more sense uh, uh, to tell something about a place, uh, like being working organically on a, on a story instead of uh, every single picture. So that's what I try to do when I travel, to find a topic instead of a picture. That makes a lot of sense. Well, Diana, I know our time is short here, so can you tell us where people can find out more about you and, and your work on, yeah. online. Uh, 
Uh, well, it's uh, my website is uh, dianabagnoli.com, <laughs> Diana Agnoli, and uh, the Instagram page also, my name and surname. We'll be sure to put, put a link to both places and me even Thank more. You. And I see you've got some of your photos from uh, Wilson on your Instagram page. That's good. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate no, the time. And I'm glad we could catch you while you're still here in the U.S. I know you're going back home tomorrow. Yes, sadly. I will leave tomorrow. Well, please come back again. I will. I will. Thanks for having me here. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Once again, this podcast is brought to you by Street Photography Magazine. It is the number one source for inspiration, education, and publication for street photographers everywhere. It's made by street photographers for street photographers. Street Photography Magazine is published once a month, plus a few bonus issues throughout the year. Each issue includes an interview with our featured photographer to discuss how they work and take a deep dive into some of their photos. It also includes photo projects and photo stories from photographers around the world to inspire you. And it's a place for you to publish your work to be recognized. For example, the Street Shooters of the Month section of the magazine. It features photos from members of our community. And many of our featured photographers have been selected from that group. So stop trying to go it alone and join the community. All of this for less than the price of a cup of coffee per month. Stop over and subscribe now at streetphotographymagazine.com slash subscribe. Mm -hmm.